Hey! Hello! Sansy! How you doing, Carl? Good? Dandy! Good! Um... Let's talk hockey! Yep! The Wild! The Wild are out in four! They're gone! Swept! They played pretty well, though! Yeah, yeah! For, for a team that was, that was gone in four, they, they really actually gave Chicago everything they possibly could! Yeah, they sort of threw all they they could at him. Um, but you know, I I think that's great. But at the end of the day, this is three straight years uh, losing to the Hawks in the playoffs. Um, so what do you do? When did when did Parise and Suter signed? That was two years ago, wasn't it? They've been there for those three years. Yeah, I think it's been three years. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they've been there for all three of those. Well. So then there goes that argument I was going to have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there are rumors now that Babcock is the man they should be looking for. Do you think Babcock would be the answer to the Wilds' woes? Uh, maybe, because they're in a really tough spot, right? They're in the Central Division. It's the best division in hockey. Uh, you've got the Hawks to deal with. Yeah, they beat St. Louis, but St. Louis is still a pretty good team. Uh, Nashville's now a really good team. Winnipeg, you think, is going to get better. Who knows what's happening with Colorado, but uh, nonetheless, it's a really tough division. So what what are they going to do? How are they going to compete? And maybe, yeah, maybe it is going to take a coach like that that gets them uh, playing more of a, a sort of team defense and, and committing to something, whatever that something that's missing. Uh, maybe he can get them to commit to that. Uh, to where they're, they're more successful. What do you think the reason is that they lost? Well, they, they played Cause it pe- they played Chicago yeah. three years in a row. Yeah. So that's why they lost. I mean, they just beat a St. Louis team that's pretty good. But you look at Chicago now. Chicago's now been in the, at least the conference final five out of the last six years. And this is their so third year if, in a row. If that's the reason, then it's not a knock on the wild. Though. No, I don't think it's a knock on the wild. I mean, I think... Um, but that's what I mean. Now they just have this huge question that, that's sort of looming overhead where it's like, what do you do? This is a really, really tough conference. It's or a, a, a division, sorry. You might have to wait till next year and hope Chicago actually has to sell off key assets. And it actually does cost them this time around. Where they can't replenish the cupboards, even though it seems like they have and they will. Yeah. But I don't know. I guess all you can do is just wait. Wait for them to get bad. Or can you get better? How much better can you get? How many more Minnesota guys can you sign? Yeah, I mean they have a good team, right? I mean the Vanek signing is is looking terrible. Yeah, that that but looks that, that, really That's bad. not much of a surprise. Um, that's such a snow must be just yeah laughing oh, I'm every sure, single yeah, day. Yeah, he's you know? Um, but um, yeah, I, just, I I don't know, I don't know. And then I, I was listening to Mike Russo. You know, he's the writer for the uh, Minneapolis yeah, the Star Tribune. Writer, yeah, yeah. Uh, I listened to him the other day, and he was just saying he has absolutely no idea what this contract for Dubnik is going to look like. 
Well, that's um, the big question mark. Right? Obviously, it's not going to go long. You know, you're not going to get a multi-year. Uh, well, you not. might get like a two-year, but I mean, they're not going like six, seven years with this guy. But as far as money, I mean, I don't think anybody really has a clue. I mean, it I don't know. If, if it's no one or two years, it doesn't matter how much money they give him. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't it know. It doesn't. It, if it, especially if it's one year. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. But the, the big thing, though, is how, he played well this year. He he, he, he had a Vezina. Like those 30 last, 30 semi last few games there he had, he had Vezina numbers. Agreed? Oh, absolutely. I yeah, mean, he, people, but, he was in the in the conversation for the Hart Trophy even. Exactly. Um, right? I think a lot Just of people had him games. in the... That's, that's... Uh, uh, some people had him in their top three. Some people, I, I think a lot of people probably had him in their top four or five. Um, but yeah, it, you it's just didn't just, play enough yeah, games. Yeah, it's that I body guess. of work that was sort of lacking. Uh, for but the, what uh, I found was this, this, just this particular playoff series was the goals he let in. How many short side goals did the guy yeah, let in? Yeah. Yeah. How many goals did they? The people kept saying. I don't know. Maybe that one he should have had. Maybe that one he should have had. Well, Maybe that one he should. Yeah, have. and they sort of were working his glove uh, hand a bit as well, and um, they were beating him there. I mean, the thing is, that's that's what it was. Like he he did let in some bad goals, but he was also, um, he, you know, phenomenal at times as well. But oh, he got him in the playoffs. You know, well, yeah. I mean, even in this series, but you you knew oh, when in this series, yeah. You knew game four was just over when Seabrook scored that first goal i mean just the way he did it you know he, he took that puck off the off his boot you know around the red line around the center ice and then he just sort of skated into the zone with ease fired one glove side not a good goal um and it was just over and yeah that game was 4-3 but i mean it was 4-1 with about two and a half minutes left and uh, they scored two goals to make it 4-3. So it, it really wasn't that close. little two minutes. Though. It was for sure. But uh, it wasn't really that close. But then again, I mean, it, it was. I mean, that, that finish, like you said, was exciting. And it did get... It was a bit frantic there at the end, right? Because um, it did really come down to the last uh, few seconds. But That um, Seabrook goal, just w w the way you describe it, just makes me think of the Markov goal in game... Well, the last game, which was game five. Yeah, yeah. Right? Game, yeah, game five? No, uh, game, game four. four. Game yeah. four, sorry. Game four. Um, yeah, they're playing tomorrow morning, Korea time, uh, playing Saturday night, uh, Eastern time zones. Well, Western also, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, the way Markov walked in and received that pass off his skate, shot it in. Yeah. And it just went in, empty netter, basically. You just knew, right? Right there and then, you just knew that that game, that game was the Habs games to keep. Yeah, and, and both those goals are the first goals, right? I mean, it, it opens yeah. up the scoring, and you just sort of have that feeling that that's it. And, um, yeah. yeah, and, you know, I said uh, wild in seven. I thought third time was a charm. Uh, I, I think what I meant to say was wild in seven, uh, and then I didn't really finish my thought. My thought was seven to eight months. Hopefully, we'll be a much better <laughs> team. <laughs> but How um, surprised are you at that? How surprised are you that... So many series are not going past six, or going past five, I should say. How many? Like, aren't you surprised? You mean in the by second that? round? We, we were calling you, that in the second round. We're yeah, calling long yeah. series this round, yeah, yeah. and we see we they seem like evenly matched teams, teams that could give a headache to, let's say, a Chicago. You know, what I mean, how, how, who would have guessed 
Montreal being down four, uh, three to one after four. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, for sure. I mean, it makes sense, but three nothing? Yeah. I don't know. It just... Well, it's like I was telling you. I mean, this, this series for me feels a lot like the Ottawa-Montreal series, but in reverse now, where, you know, the Habs are the sort Montreal of playing the role yeah. of the Senators, where, you know, they're playing pretty well. Uh, they're downright, you know, dominating ga- the game at times, but they're just not putting the puck in the net. Obviously, outside of, of game f- uh, four, where they put up six, where everything was going in. Um, but, you know, you look back to that first round series against Ottawa and the Habs, they didn't need to play a full 60 minutes. You know, I mean, there were games where they just showed up for half the game or a period or even a few minutes, you know, particularly like uh, a game three in particular, where Dale Weiss just decided to play hockey for a few minutes and scored two goals. You know, you do that game. more often. Uh, yeah, for sure. Well, a lot of guys do. They, they need more balanced scoring for sure. But um I mean, he just needs a, a couple more lucky breaks. Than yeah, he did. yeah. But you know, you look at Tampa, and it's just they're doing the same thing. You know, they don't necessarily need to play a full sixty minutes to uh, to win games because they just have. They so don't many, even need Stamkos. Yeah, they have so many guys that can score, that can make plays. I mean, you look at the Headman play on the Tyler Johnson goal with basically no time left in Game Three. How good is he? How good is Headman? Yeah, and he did the same thing in in Game. Against Detroit, where he just jumped up in the play, found Johnson for the overtime goal. He's um, so good, so good. Yeah, and he just there's just so many guys on that team that sort of uh, can put the puck in the net or make plays like that. And well, we um, have to say that that series is not exactly an exciting series. Mm, hockey, no. I mean, there is some. Good I mean, hockey, there, there's like no, these two no. minute spurts, like oh, oh, they scored the last minute of the game. Yeah, yeah. But truthfully. Even as as a fan of one of the teams, really boring hockey. It's not a great series. Yeah, yeah. Um, fun fun hockey though. Yeah. Washington, New York Rangers. Yeah, yeah. That was good that's, series. That's been really good. That's been fun. Fun game today. Fast. Mm-hmm. Real fast. Lots of chances. And I thought the Caps really had them today because they were. Uh, you just kind of had that feeling that oh, this could be it, you know. And and then it was looking more and more like that. The way that Glenn Cross scored uh, that breakaway goal was one of the ugliest breakaway goals you're going to see. Uh, I mean, you know, obviously hats off to, to anyone that doesn't quit on that kind of play, right? That's um, what they're going to say, but come and, on. Yeah, but it's pretty ugly. And, and you know, you got to feel for Lundqvist there uh, that the rebound just drops down. Lundqvist right on is the again. best goalie in the playoffs right now. Well, actually, Hope he is. Uh, Lundqvist is second. Uh, but Lung, but I just yeah okay sure if you're gonna go with actual saves personally I just love all reactory cat like skill saves yeah yeah just yeah man off the charts but that guy plays street hockey goalie yeah yeah and that's and that's why that series that. is great it really is the battle of the goaltenders where true battle I think Hopi yeah. right now has a nine fifty one save percentage which is ridiculous that's tops. Yeah. In the uh, in the league in the playoffs, and his goals against is one fifty one. I think that's also tops. And then Lundqvist is second. He's got a nine forty two save percentage, one fifty five goals against. So look at what happens when a team invests in a real goalie coach, right? With Holtby. Yeah, 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 and not giving up on him, right? You know, he was a young guy, yeah. and uh, they really stuck with him. And yeah, like you said, you know, got him the coach he needs, uh, and sort of the guidance he needs, and he's been fantastic. And today, you know, oh, again, yeah. I mean, you kind of. That McDonough goal was 
it looked like it was going wide and then it just goes off no, it, it, so. it was going wide i've ruled <laughs> i actually slowed it down and and actually analyzed it i didn't post it or anything like that but i actually analyzed that that, that was wide yeah yeah by at least at least a foot on camera maybe a few inches yeah but but yeah that yeah that that tying goal though that Kreider tying goal mm -hmm. Like you were saying before, Washington had that game in the bag. And I think the timing of Kreider's shot and where he shot it from and when he shot it just surprised everybody. Yeah. Even the fans watching. Who shoots from there? Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Right? Who who one times it snapshot? Puts it on net, yes, but not even trying to put it on net. Not even trying, just sort of throwing it in there. Yeah. And it, and it just finds its way, deflects off of someone, oh, Orpik, deflects off of Orpik and goes in. But still. Yeah. Well, you know I mean, mean? it's like, just, that that's that's kind of always the way, isn't it? In the playoffs it where it just, you get guys that just do that. They just throw the puck at the net and it, you know, finds its way in. Yeah. Yeah. And that guy just seems to always score uh, uh, meaningful goals, right? Like um, I hate Kreider, man. I hate yeah. it because Montreal pick Louis LeBlanc. Yeah, yeah. The only reason they picked Louis LeBlanc was because he was French-Canadian and he was a hometown boy and a draft was held in Montreal. And every single person watching that draft kind of knew in some ways from, you know, just from by watching and watching Timmins' expression, just knew that this was a hometown pick. Yeah, yeah. And I hate that about the Habs. Yeah, and not only would would you have Chris Kreider, uh, with Chris Kreider being on your team, he wouldn't have taken out Carey Price last year. He would have taken out Long Chris. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Because you know he'd taken out somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's his game. Uh, and he's just a big dude, right? He's a big dude. He plays, he's super fast, really skilled. Uh, yeah, he's a fun hockey player, really fun to watch. Oh, he's great. He's yeah. I hate him. He's awesome. But, yeah, that series has been great. Um I guess we sort of went on a bit of a tangent, but but yeah, back to the wild. I don't know what they do. They're in the toughest division in hockey. And yeah, maybe the Hawks will be a little less good, you know, less or amazing, amazing. Uh, next year with when they lose Sharp or, or have to maybe Oduya as well. But it just seems like they've got some kids coming up that, that are going to be able to That's play. That's the problem. So, you know, and, uh, and look, I mean, Taves is 27 years old patrick kane is 26 and these guys are incredible hockey players uh patrick crane is 26 and he's played something like 105 playoff games or something and he's a point a point per game in the playoffs yeah i saw that the other day it was 101 and 101 but i think that was, was game that 101 i think that might have been game three so but anyway i think he had a point in in game four so he's point per uh, game yeah yeah and he's played he's played over 100 playoff oh, he did he did he scored in game four so there you go yeah so he's a point it's per ridiculous game yep it's ridiculous yeah it, yeah it's, it's, it's he's it's a ridiculous player yeah he's really good and he he's sort of you look back at like 2010 when he was you know the the vancouver olympics he was fantastic and he's just kind of gotten better and better, right? And he's a different guy now. That's what happens a, when you stop parting your ass off. Well, that's the thing, right? And, um, yeah, he's a lot of fun to watch. I mean, Corey Perry so far is, what's he got? Uh, six goals, something like that? What's Corey Perry have? Yeah, he has six goals, eight assists. I think he's the leading scorer in the playoffs. But the way that Kane does it, it just is sort of more well, so fun to watch, right? When he does it, too. Yeah, right? yeah. 
and also it's just Corey Perry. You know, I'm sorry, he's not. Uh, he's just not as likable as a guy. You know, he's not. Oh my God, the people hate Corey Perry. Yeah, yeah. And how can you not love the mutton chops? You know, on Kane. Like, I mean, when you know they're in the conference final when those things. Is he getting, going mullet this year? Is I he don't going know. mullet I again? Don't know. He looks like he's thinning up top. You know, he looks like one of those guys that might. Uh, oh yeah, he's losing. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that hairline's falling. Yeah. So, you know, maybe he'll just be that dude, you know, uh, shave it on top and just grow those mutton chops I, out. Ally Freddy? Yeah, because he can't really oh, grow. Oh, please, please hold that mullet. Oh, man. you know what? Hold that mullet. Go bald and hold you that mullet. You know what? I could see him doing that. A bit of a oh, comb over. A bit totally of a comb over with the, with, the, with the stripes, kind of the and rose. he would do it completely sarcastically. It's yep. going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be mad. You know what? It's yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd actually put money on that. I think you're right. The guy, We're the guy put that. in stripes on a like a couple of years ago. The, yeah, his yeah. first run, the guy put in stripes and a mullet because he couldn't grow any facial hair, yeah. so he had to oh, make it up man, on top. That's great. Oh man, that guy would he 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 would totally go out all out for Giannis. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's all good news for the Hawks. Uh, the only bit of bad news is Roosevelt. You know, uh, sort I of fell awkwardly that, in the second period. It NFL just, style replay, man. Yeah, it was bad. It just. Completely screwed up Whoa. his ankle, uh, so that's bad news for them. But um, you know, that's hey, it. That's all they got. They get Teravainen to fall to their lap in that draft, and now he's playing mad defense. Yep. He he's out on the ice in the last two minutes of a game. Like, yeah, I on. noticed that too. Yeah, they really that's trust him. Bull, now. man, that's such bull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing for the Hawks and their fans, but yeah. That's such bull that it happens to the Hawks. Yeah. And look, this kid, this kid from the KHL, the, the top prospect from the KHL is signing with the Hawks this year. Yeah. They're just they're just an abundance of riches. This team is Well, it, it it's it's great it's great to follow. It's great to watch and man are they exciting to watch. Well, yeah, and I mean it's but, still a, a pretty damn, good man, you know, when are they gonna fall? You know? LA's fallen. Boston's fallen. Yeah. This is this is becoming a serious. Well, this is this is what's interesting. I mean, what you just said to me right now is so interesting because everyone goes so you know crazy. They go so goo goo over all these you know big Boston Bruins and the big LA Kings and wow, they just played this rock 'em sock 'em hockey and and True. it's like yeah, well look at Chicago. They're a smaller yeah. team and they are just so skilled and they're better. And they're still there. They're still making the playoffs. It's all heart and you know character. As I said, they they they're now in the conference uh, final for the fifth time oh. in seven years. You know, and and it's they're probably about, I, I can't wait for that next. And round. they're probably gonna, they're probably going to win a, a a third cup. I mean, I can't really I, see anybody. I, I kind of hope them. so. I kind of hope so because you know what it does? It gives us a dynasty, as close to a dynasty as we're going to get, mm. or as as we have gotten in the past. What? Yeah. Since, since since the Oilers, really? Yeah, since the Oilers, yeah, yeah. Um, this is an actual team. If they win this year, this becomes an actual team, and they've locked up their main t- their main guys for the next ten years or something crazy yeah. like that. Yeah, and like you said, I mean, getting the, each, the you know top player in the KHL. I mean, it just people are going to gravitate to the to top the Hawks, right? Because it's a place where you can go. That it's still a pretty young team. You know, guys are getting but you, older, but you still got Kane and Taves are 27, 28. Uh, and it's just you're going to have a chance to win. It's a fun building to play in. It's a good city, you know, to live in. 
Uh, yeah. If you got money, if you don't have money, it's it's well, that's it's, everywhere it's though. That's <laughs> yeah. everywhere in the states yeah. though. Yeah, exactly, pretty much. Yeah, so, um, yeah, it's only natural. And then the wild, it's again, only natural, it just, but at the same know, time, as a prospect, you think a cup-winning team with you know major major pieces in place wouldn't allow you the amount of ice time that that would be required well that's what happened with uh kevin hayes that's why he left and he said i'm 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 gonna bounce i'm out of here i'm not gonna get a chance to play so that's when and he now he's playing to, with, the with the rangers right now yeah, yeah. so um and as compuls as compensation uh chicago is getting a second a second round pick mm. an extra second round pick next year yeah or this year sorry the mid-round mid-second round okay this year. cool so they'll probably which is a deep uh, draft which is yeah probably going to get another top six winger or a bottom six winger or whatever yeah the guy who plays duncan keith you know. 2.0 yeah yeah oh my god duncan keith 2.0 duncan keith yep good love me some keith it's good at hockey uh yeah good and you just hockey. look at all these guys they're all point at game guys like kane's got uh you know they've played what have they played? Uh, ten games. He's got seven goals, six assists. Taves, he's got four goals, seven assists. Keith's got two goals, eight assists. Um, you know, they're all point-of-game guys. Even guys like Sharp, he's got nine points. Hosa, you know, he's only got a goal, Hosa. but he's got seven assists, and he's just a monster out there. Uh, puck possession. Um, they're just good, yeah. So again, man, I'm, I'm again, I, I keep going back to this because I don't know if we finished it or not, but but the Wild are just. I don't know what you do with that team. They're, they're screwed. I mean, they're just in that division, and I don't know what you do. And and the Wild also have to go through St. Louis, who they're, they're bound to break through at one point. Well, yeah, and that's what I mean. Like, So they beat them in the, in the playoffs. That's great. But, you know, they're still a really good regular season team, and you got to win all those games to get points to even get to the playoffs. So it's still just – it's a really tough division. It's hands down the, the best division in hockey. And um, yeah, Tell me Dallas isn't getting better next year. Winnipeg's probably not going to be making the playoffs next year. That's how good that division is. Yeah, it's a really good division. It really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what you do. I want to talk about refs. <laughs> okay. I want to talk about what happened with Presty. I forget the, the ref's name. Uh, Watson. Watson? Mm-hmm. Thank you. I want to talk about Watson specifically. And I want to hear your thoughts. But I'm taken aback. What people are saying now, they're saying, oh, Presti, you got to be careful. Oh, oh the Habs are, are going to be in trouble. Kerry Frazier uh, had a column on TSN uh, stating the fact, that, oh, they won't get him this year. They'll get him next year. I got a major, major problem about that. They're refs. They're judge, jury, and executioner. Their role on the ice is to control the game and make it fair for both teams. And people are saying that no, no, no. Ref's job isn't to evaluate the game. The ref's job is to imprint on the game. Emotions run high from a, per- from a player's perspective, right? Emotions run high because there's a lot riding on his game. But from a ref's perspective, what is riding on this game? What do you mean what's riding on this game? Your job, your chance to move on to the... The refs move on to the next round too. You know, the refs have a chance to 
to move on to the next round and the next round and in the Stanley Cup final. By calling a good game, though. Yeah, yeah, but but what you said, everything is on the line for the players, but so it is for the refs. So they get hot, too. And, you know, this whole idea that, that Brandon Press says, oh, I told him it was a soft call. Why don't you also include in your little rant uh, post-game exactly what you said? Because you were so liberal with telling us exactly what Watson said, but why don't you tell us exactly what you said? Why don't you tell us? Don't you think a ref should be above that? But don't you th- don't you think a player should be above that to come come? You know, basically he's coming home to you know his mom and dad and whining that someone picked on him. I'm That's not what saying it looks Russ like. was right by coming. Yeah, out. yeah, but I'm saying what a player a problem, should also be problem, above that. What I have a problem with is everyone saying that the refs are going to get him now. Well, that's, that's I don't, I don't. I mean, what's what's gonna happen crap. is uh, that's I, I think you're, what it means is it just means that it, it's a reputation thing. Like go go back, you know, you remember the very first twenty four seven with the pens and caps. I can't remember what year it was, but um, you know, the very first one, and you go back and you watch a game where a referee is telling Matt Cook. You know, Matt Cook is just running his mouth, running his mouth, running his mouth, running his mouth, and the ref just says, "Cookie, get the f out of here. Just get out of here." You know, like they talk to players sometimes like this. You know, when play when players don't. I'm okay with that. I just, I just, I have a problem with vengeance. I have a problem with I don't, an agenda but Carrie, Carrie, before it's, they it's, walk on the ice. Yeah, yeah. But Carl, listen, it's Carrie Frazier. Does anybody take this guy seriously? This guy's not in the game anymore. Like, come on, get out of here. This guy, this guy blew one of he the. He represents the refs in so many ways. He represents perhaps an old school style of ref, of refing, but. I find that such crap. I, I I'd be I'd be curious to know how many current refs in the NHL say yes. Kerry Fraser speaks for us. I don't think he speaks for them. I think he he, he has that. It, it's that you know maybe perception that you're okay with emotions being about refs being involved emotionally into a game. What I'm saying is I'm okay if players are gonna totally and completely go off and disrespect a ref. I think a ref has a right to say, listen, shut the f up, or I'm gonna get you out of here. You can say that because that's their job. You know, every player. Do you know how much abuse referees take? I agree with that. They, I they could that. give a game or a, a unsportsmanlike misconduct a hundred times a game. A hundred times a game, and they don't. And so for me, I, that's where I had a really big problem with Brandon Prust coming back and saying, oh, he picked on me. Get over it. Get over it. Like, you know, come on. Uh, now, on the referee side, yeah, you don't want things to be personal uh, because they shouldn't be personal. You know what I mean? You want them to be as objective as they can and to call a good game and not to get too hot and, and to do that to a player. But it happens. You know, players tell or refs tell coaches to, to shut up and players and, and, and anybody else that's giving them a hard time. Um, but, yeah, like you said, as far as this, they're going to go after him. That's just dumb. It's just dumb. But it's just Kerry Frazier. Kerry Frazier, I don't think anybody really. I mean, is, is he a source that you go to, you know? To, to really get a, a perspective of what's happening in the game? I mean, I don't. I don't know. I, sometimes I might read what he has to say, but I don't necessarily agree with what he has to say, and I don't think he speaks for the referees. I think he's on TSN to give that sort of illusion, but I bet you a lot of the referees in the NHL are like, that guy doesn't speak for us, you know? It's a different game now. It's a different game. Uh, he wasn't on the ice at that time. Yeah, he might have that experience, but, you know, I'm not letting him speak for me. I guess I'm just pissed off that a ref isn't an impartial evaluator of the play at that level. 
I just I just find it so annoying that and that a ref should have a name on his back and should be more than what he is, which is stripes, a whistle, and a brain. Yeah, but, but book. okay, look, after we do this podcast, okay, go to YouTube and you can find all kinds of clips of like refs talking to players. Man, they are so good with players. So good. So so that's what I'm saying. I, I think sometimes when these guys lose their their SHIT, I think they're just they, yeah, they've, yeah. they've had it, man. They've just had I think, it. I think what I'm mostly pissed off at is how many people are not talking about that. How emotions are in the game and is it clouding the rest judgment? I think people aren't no talking about it. That's me, I think people aren't talking about it because they know it's there. It's just part it's part of the game management. You know, that's what it is, and that's what they're there to do. Refer the NHL referees, as much as we don't want to admit it, they're not there to call uh, this 100% objective game. They're there to manage a game. That's what they do. Otherwise, uh, we'd be watching, you know, 58 minutes of, of, of a game on, on a power play. Yeah, yeah, You yeah, know, yeah. and it's like, like I said, go to YouTube, look at these clips. You'll hear refs all the time, including, you know, uh, you know, I mean, they're just sitting there saying, hey, buddy, come on, next time I'm going to have to get you for that. You know, keep your stick down or, you know, look, don't keep your two hands on the stick. Don't put your hand on his shoulder. You know, they, they're constantly talking to players. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think when players just erupt and just go nuts on these guys, 99% of the time they take it. But I think sometimes they're just like, look, man, shut the F up, go to the box or else you're gone. And I, I don't see a problem with that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, not sorry. Yeah, you're right. We should talk about Babcock because yeah. he's been given a green light to talk to other teams, yeah. which is interesting because now Detroit knows exactly who he's going to be talking to. I found that very interesting. So he's got till July 1st if a team doesn't get the okay, but they probably will. Does that mean the Red Wings would get a, comp- a compensation pick? Uh, th- they might. Yeah, I was just reading that too. I, I was just reading this, uh, you know, the SB Nation blog, Winging It in Motown, which is the uh, Red Wings blog. Yeah. And um, I-, I don't know about that yet. I haven't got that Is that what that they're far. doing though? Um, well, they've given him permission to, to talk to whoever he wants to talk to. Um, but the thing is, is it's really tricky for them. And, and this isn't my idea. This is what I was reading before is where it's basically... You know, they're trying to, they don't want him to go, but they probably figure he, he, he probably is going to go, um, or at least they have to prepare for him to go. Um, so it's a really sort of tough thing to do. You know, you, you want him to go, you want to lose kind of graciously, right? And and those aren't my words. That's the words from, uh, from mm. the story that I was reading where it's like, you know, it's kind of this hard balancing act. Uh, between, you know, letting him go, but not making it look like you were outbid or were interested. But at the same time, you got to try to sell to other players and free agents, you know, and around the league. Why that, wouldn't like, they keep him, though? Why wouldn't they keep him? They got the money. No, 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 no. I, I think they want to keep him. But the thing is... But they got the money to keep him. Why wouldn't they match anything that's going on? What's going on? Why? It's just a change. It's just like... Yeah, you've been here a while. Well, think about it. Think about it. All these other teams that yeah. won them, there's sort of this like aura around Babcock, right? Oh, right now? Yeah. It's insane. So, he's he's. Do you think that aura really exists in Detroit? No. 
It doesn't. They know exactly what he is. They know exactly what he can do. They know exactly what they're going to get. So there's no mystery there, right? Part of that aura is like, ooh, you know, Babcock's going to come in and work his, his magic and wizardry. Oh, he's bringing and, you a Stanley ooh, Cup. That's what people think. Yeah. So People believe that this guy is going to bring you a Stanley Cup right. within whatever X number of years your team is ready for. Right. So does that mean Detroit doesn't think he's not the best coach in the NHL? No. But I think it's just that aura isn't there. They know exactly what he is, right? And they know exactly what he can do. Um, so that's a case where other teams are going to pay just a crap ton of money, uh, throw anything at him. Look, the Illiches can do that. I mean, they also have a multi, multi-billion, you know, they're also multi-billionaires. Yeah, they, they so it's not it. a yeah. big deal. Well, what, what's their thing? Caesar pizza? Yeah, the Little Caesars. Yeah, it's it's disgusting pizza. It's basically salt. (laughs) It's salt, ketchup, and bread. That's what it is. Um, It's terrible, but it sells. Made made a millionaire. Yeah. So again, I think, you know, if they know he's gonna go, they they gotta it it, they gotta kind of balance that. And again, these aren't really my words. This is from uh, JJ from Kansas, the Winging It in Motown blog. Uh, JJ from Kansas. So it, it, I think the the title here is Mike Babcock's coaching decision. If Detroit must lose, they should lose smart. Meaning that you know they got to let him go, but they can't. This is all about the FAs, though. Well, yeah, because they got if they let him go, they got to make it look like they weren't out bed outbid. They can't smear the guy, and they also can't. They got to but at the same time, they have to kind of sell it that well, we wanted to go this way. Because because the thing is is he wants to win. So if he leaves Detroit, what he's saying is I don't think this team can win, and so that looks really bad on you as a team. So how do you bring in guys? How do you sell? That's all he's been saying. Yeah. Since day so one. how do you how do you sell win. any sort of UFA on that? You know what well, I mean? You got you got that crest though. Well, but that's not enough, and we've seen that's not enough the last in few Toronto. years. Yeah. Like you know, they couldn't get Suter there, couldn't get anybody there. Um, That's true. You know, I mean, again, I think you know now there's so much going on with with where guys want to play and where they want to live and family and all that kind of stuff, right? It's not really the team. Uh, there's a lot of other things, but anyway. But I've heard, I've heard about Babcock and family. What's going on with that? I, it, from the sounds of it, I was reading another thing on uh, what was it, the Malik report, where there was just this one quote where it was it sounded uh, where someone was saying, I think it was George Krupa. Uh, who's one of the writers for the Wings? Um, it, it, what he was saying was, it sounds like the wife and the kids want to stay, but it didn't mention that Babcock wants to stay. And but so, the kids are older, though. They're older, but they went to Michigan University of Michigan, and they've been there for a decade. And so I think they've just sort of laid down their their roots are there now, right? So, but that's interesting though, because if there's problems at home, how great, amazing can he be if he moves away? And they're they're unhappy. Well, that's where you know. I'm sorry, but like as you know, if family ain't doing well, you're not gonna do well. Yeah, I mean, look, I I don't know that that's all like speculation. I have no idea, no idea what's gonna happen. Um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm sort of yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of reading well, on the I fly you, here. I threw your curveball here. What's going on? Well, you, no, I'm sort of reading on the fly to learn more about this uh, compensation pick. Um, well, the, that, I think that's why they're letting him speak now. Well, well they, they have to because also if, if, they, if, if they don't let him speak now, uh, they have a coach that they've been grooming in Jeff Blashill uh, for the Grand Rapids Griffins, their AHL affiliate. 
they might lose this guy too. You know, they basically well, signed. They signed him, but the thing is, is there's so many teams that want to talk to this guy, and eventually he he's been patient. So yeah, he signed. But they he, signed him. He, yeah, but they're not going to be you know a dick to him. You know what I mean? They, no, they, but you signed him. They signed him, but they he signed he signed himself. But they've promised him, look, we want we signed you to this contract for three years, but knowing that in one year we're gonna know if Babcock is here or not. If he's not here, then you're the guy. If he is here, then we're gonna give you uh, a chance to talk to NHL teams. So even though he's got this three, two more years, uh, two more years on his deal, they're gonna give him a chance at the end of this wow. month to be an NHL coach. Whether it's yeah, whether it's with Detroit or another team. Yeah, after Babcock. Yeah. So okay. Yeah, that's fine, but that's not a problem. Yeah. So again, I think the whole thing here is they just they don't want to look kind of foolish, right, with what they're doing. They yeah. gotta be really smart about uh what they're doing. They gotta that's why they're kinda giving the, him this chance now. You know, his window closes at the end of May. Ken Holland has said, Look, we'll give you to the end of May. Um, so before the draft, before his contract's up, they're going to have a month to sort of uh, let other teams deal with everything, and, and they can sort of get the coach that they want. Um, so anyway, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I'm trying not to really. I, I want, yeah, you know, it's interesting. But I, what I want, I want to know more about is the compensation picks, because there's been precedence. Uh, they've just recently implemented this. This rule, if administration gets plucked from your team, you're allowed to receive compensation pick. And what's important here is the word allowed. You are allowed to receive. You don't have to. You can choose to waive that right to receive a compensation pick, which is, which the first person, the first team uh, who got plucked waived the right for a compensation pick. Yeah, it's I it's was, great that all this stuff happened after the Wings lost McClellan and McClain and Jim Neal and Steve Eisenman and Bill Peters. I mean, they've 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 now yeah. have two GMs and three coaches uh, that they've lost. Yeah, I think it's well, a so third round. Pick. Else. I, I agree that Detroit has has a normal amount yeah. of, of administration. I don't think everybody else them. has three coaches and two GMs hanging out around there. Two, the uh, big thing is the two GMs, yeah. but so the, the three coaches that's happened to many teams. Yeah, oh, but the, for sure. The, the, the two GMs lot, yeah. that, and yeah. especially Neil, that yeah. hasn't happened very. Um, it it sounds like it's a ever. third round pick uh, because I think his hiring would be considered an off season hire, and then the compensation for that is a third round pick to be given up sometime within the next yeah, three years. Third round pick. So we'll see. I mean, I don't know. If it ain't the first two rounds, it's not really. It's not worth the bad blood that might happen. Yeah, yeah, and and that's the thing. I don't, I don't think it, Detroit's not that kind of organization. I mean, they're just both yeah. these guys have a lot of respect for each other. They like each other beyond Detroit. They've done the Team Canada thing twice, you know. So I mean, it's like um, I think they're just. I think Ken Holland's just saying, look, we want you here. We don't want you to go, but it's your call. But listen, this is the timeline because we've got to deal with it. He's the biggest FA this offseason. He's the biggest FA, yeah. the most important FA this offseason. Yeah, he is. Yeah, of anybody, right? And it's a, it's a pretty, it's not a great UFA. Uh, it wouldn't really matter though. this this summer. That's for sure. This guy is supposed to bring you a Stanley Cup within X number of years. Your team is ready for. Yeah. Yep. Which is insane because he hasn't done it 
in Detroit in the X number of years since he's brought the last Stanley Cup. Yeah, he did it within three years, but that was still a pretty good team at that time. It was you know? a good team, um, which goes back to what you said last podcast, which was St. Louis. Boom, land him in St. Louis, see what yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah.